Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge world views that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations, yeah. Welcome to the modern reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday, super excited as always. Be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening, and I love to start the show off the same way every week. That's by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to The Bar, tuning in to The Bar, letting people know about The Bar Podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, We are going into year six of the podcast, man, and I'm just grateful to God for an opportunity to continue to provide uh, great content, uh, great guests. And speaking of great guests, I have on one uh, that we're going to talk to in just a moment. So I want to bring to the microphone Miss Abigail. How you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule. Uh, I have to always shout out my good friends at Crossway uh, for connecting me with uh, great folks. And Abigail is uh, one of these folks. And Abigail, I like to give my uh, guests an opportunity to introduce yourself. Anything you want to share, personal, professional, I'll give you the, the spot to do that right here. Sure thing. Well, like like you said, I'm Abigail, Abigail Dodds, and um, I guess the main thing about me is that I'm a Christian and a woman and a wife and a mom, and so most of my days are spent um, at home with um, our five kids. Um, We've got our oldest, who's 17, and so she's in her senior year of high school, and then it goes 17, 15, although he'll be 16 in a month. 14, 11, and 8 are the ages of our kids. And Mm. so we're just busy, kind of (laughs) spread out through different stages of life and learning how to parent like almost adult kids. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a good time of life. But that's that's the majority of what my actual life is. It was funny. I was just giving a little talk to a women's group for, for a Christmas gathering recently. And they gave an introduction for me. And it, she got done saying all these different things about me, like uh, books or places I'd written for. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening, thinking, who is this person that she's talking about? <laughs> she sounds sort of impressive. Like, I don't know if I know her. Sure. <laughs> but um, it is kind of funny to have those two worlds because you can kind of go with this bio that sounds really like oh you've written a book or you write for desiring god or whatever it is but Mm -hmm. um in reality my days are spent at home schooling my kids um or just making food and cleaning and um (laughs) just reading the bible doing all the things everybody else is doing every day and uh that's that's really the bread and butter of my life Nice. Nice. I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. And, you know, the thing that I, I've come to, uh, I mean, I always knew this, but um, I really like that is somewhat getting highlighted is it's OK to be a wife. It's OK to be a mother, mm. you know, in a time where, you know, they're trying to 
take those identities away. You know, they, they, they say they're empowering women, but in, in actuality, they're taking away a lot of those great, great qualities and great uh, abilities that God has blessed women with. So I, I definitely applaud you on that. Um, and, and I want to start, you know, just let's, let's jump right into you. You uh, uh, have a book out uh, called Bread of Life. Uh, I want to start there. Um, and then I do want to touch on the Desiring God uh, blog a little bit. But let's start with the with the book, uh, just kind of the, the mm-hmm. genesis. What what was the inspiration? Uh, you know, where did it all come from? Yeah, well, I try and sort of tell two parallel stories where one is kind of the transformation, I guess you could say, um, from me becoming a non-baker of bread. So somebody who kind of scoffed at that whole idea, my Uh attitude was basically like, can't you buy that at the store? Isn't this sort of like silly to be spending all this time trying to bake bread when we're just, I'm just trying to keep our little kids alive. So I had a little bit of a scoffing attitude Mm -hmm. towards it. Um, And then at the same time, uh, especially maybe when I just had a a couple kids and they were really little, I had a little bit of a scoffing attitude about Bible reading, not Mm. because I didn't love the Bible. Like I was a fairly avid Bible reader. I loved the Bible. But because when I became a mom, my schedule changed so much. Um, I started to scoff at people who were seeming to manage that with grace Mm. (laughs) or with um, consistency and grace. And so I would sort of take this posture of, well, they just must be legalists. (laughs) Or on the other side, I would take the posture of, you know, if I was doing well at something or semi-well at at my Bible reading or whatever it was, and someone else wasn't, I could just as easily kind of scorn that as well. Like, Mm -hmm. well, come on. I mean, can't you at least do X, Y, and Z? And so I kind of had this posture in my heart of scoffing that related to any manner of things. And it could have been something simple like bread making it could have been something really important and serious like bible reading um and god just graciously uh showed that to me over the course of you know time Mm -hmm. as he does as i kept reading his word he kept Mm -hmm. confronting me and, and kind of showing me this heart posture and and really that's a big part of how the book came about over the course of you know probably over 10 years or more not that i've been working on the book that long but God's been working on me in relation to some of these things. Um, and so that's kind of where the story starts in the book is just how he kind of brought me out of this scoffing mindset so that I could really truly receive his word as food and nourishment mm-hmm. and not look at it like um, either legalism or like, um, uh I don't know, a way of being better than other people. So taking it out of the realm of kind of a competitive spirit. Gotcha. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we mm-hmm. do that a lot, uh, sometimes unknowingly, uh, just kind of, like you said, kind of scoff or mock or, you know, just kind of uh, mm-hmm. in our minds. Uh, a lot of times we don't say it out loud, but 
you know, like like you said. So it, that's that's really cool. So um, just talk through, uh, you know, uh, for for those that you know, we're not going to give the book away, but just kind of some of the uh, uh, principles or things that that you put in that you know it, that came out of that you would want people to to get when they when they read the book. Yeah, well, a lot of my study for the content of the book um, happened in a class I was taking on like tracing themes through the Bible. Mm. And so the theme that I chose to trace through the Bible was this theme of bread. And um, it was just remarkable to me how rich and pervasive, not just the theme of bread was, but also things like the idea of Leaven, which is yeast, that's what makes bread rise, mm-hmm. and um, and how that metaphor is really prominent, but there are many others, and then how God's words are supposed to be to us like bread. So, of course, Jesus calls himself the bread of life, but then Jesus says things like, "It's my food is to do my Father's will, or... Mm. Um, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Just these ideas of like God's provision is in his words to us. That's a huge one that um, I just, I want the people who are reading it to experience and see for themselves in the scriptures. Um, I think one of the most profound ones for me though, was right at the beginning in Genesis um, when the serpent comes to Eve and Um, God has already told Adam like these, the rules, basically. (laughs) He's told Adam, here's how this is going to go. You know, there's all these trees. You can eat from any of them. But this one, you may not eat from it. And so we don't really know how it is exactly that Eve was told the rules. We just know that she knew them because when the serpent came to her, mm-hmm. she and asks her, like, hey, is this what God said? She says, well, yeah, here's what he said. And so either Adam told her or maybe God himself told her. We don't know. But um, but what was fascinating to me is that if you take the idea of, like, God's words to us are a sort of a food, mm-hmm. it's like God gave the food of his word to, to Adam and Eve. And what she did was it was like she had to vomit out God's words. And then she ate the serpent's words Mm. and she received those as more true than God. And so she took a different provision for herself and she didn't trust the hand that was feeding her. Like she trusted her own provision more than God's. Like God must be doing wrong to me. I am going to take and eat this forbidden food because I think I know what's better for myself than he does. And it's just such a picture of our depraved heart. And I think it's the bent that we have. And I really hope that women especially can kind of read that and see themselves um, just so that we can repent and and turn and and see the places where we're receiving the food of the world or the food of false teaching or the food of our own wicked hearts desires more and then we're receiving that rather than receiving the trustworthy true provision of god wow yeah no that's a spot on i i love the 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 i guess the depiction of you know eve uh eating the serpent's words and and taking that 
Wow. That, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. So this book isn't just a, a normal book uh, for my listeners. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, in a good way, in a good way. It's, it's not yeah, a normal yeah. book because, um, first of all, it appeals to me because it has pictures, uh, those that know me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a hardcore avid reader. It has pictures, so that appeals to me. But it also has recipes, and we're actually talk mm-hmm. we're talking about actually baking bread, and, and you have different ones, and uh, what? So mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is different. T- tell me, like you know, when when you had the idea, it was like this is crazy, or you know, when 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 you oh, was putting completely. it together. I <laughs> I, I, I thought. I mean, I just desperately wanted to do it. Yeah. You know how you get an idea and you think, I, I really love this idea. I right. really want to do this, but nobody is going to let me do this. You know, <laughs> that was what I thought it was. And so I put the idea together in a book proposal and um, I knew Crossway wanted me to write another book, but mm-hmm. uh, this was not the book that they wanted me to write <laughs> maybe initially. Um, and so... I just, I just stuck to my guns and said, this is, this is, there's something here and I just beg you to consider it. And they did. Hmm. And they just got 100% behind the idea. And you can tell when you look at the book, you can see that they invested a lot in making this um, really high quality and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the whole reason I wanted recipes in the book was because I think so many of us have a hard time connecting what we know in our theology to our actions. And there is nothing particularly holy about making bread. Like it is no better or different than like shoveling the snow off the (laughs) sidewalk or making tacos or, you know, like any, any of the things that you have to do. But for a Christian, we know that everything that's done by faith in God really does please him. And it can be not only pleasing to him, but it can be a blessing to others. Right. And so I just wanted to give women a taste of what it feels like to be in this world where, where you know, non-Christians are making bread too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Christians, Christians make bread by faith in God's Son which just means that we do it for his glory. We do it as a way to point to him. And in reality, God owns the metaphor of bread. He says he's the bread. And so when Christian, when non-Christians make bread, they don't know. They're blind. They can't see that that bread that they're making is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. That's how God made this world. Every time anybody makes bread, that's about Jesus. They're just blind to see it. And so my hope is just that Christian women can can have some of that eye-opening experience of realizing that the metaphors in this world, like bread or or um, a vine, mm-hmm. Jesus says, I am the vine. Like whenever we see a vine, we ought to know like God owns this world, like he does. And he put reminders and pointers all over, but non-Christians can't see it, but we ought to be seeing it. And when we see a vine or when we see a loaf of bread or participate in something like a garden, we should tell the people around us, hey, did you know what this actually means? Right. Like, this is about Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's the hope is just to combine like real life, hands on work with the truth of the scripture. I love it. I love it. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, it it is beautifully put together. Uh, the cover is is nice. They even have a mine has a ribbon, um, so you can you know save your place if you're I guess for yep. the, the cook, cooking aspect. That that is is it's a really really good book, and we're definitely going to send a whole lot of people that haven't picked it up yet to get this book because it's uh it's it's, it's awesome. Um, so mm-hmm. before we go to the break, uh, I'm going to talk about your. Uh, your, 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 the blog world. Um, and that's actually where I, you know, when, when you mentioned it, that's, that's where the, the light bulb went off where I actually first heard of you or read about you or read your work was mm-hmm. in blogs. So, uh, have you always been a writer? And I know you go to, uh, Pastor John's church, but, uh, was that like a, like a, a desire to, to, to make, you know, Desiring God, didn't mean to put that mm-hmm. together, but <laughs> <laughs> talk about um, that a little bit. Yeah, you know, in some ways, yes, I have, I have, um, I'll say it like this. I've, I've always not hated writing. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it seemed as though in high school and college, like two groups of people sort of develop, the people who hate writing and the people who don't hate writing. Mm-hmm. Um not a whole ton of people love writing, although some people do. And there are times when I love writing, um, but it wasn't something that I just, I, I wasn't like a avid, um, I didn't fill journals with poetry or mm-hmm. essays or anything as a kid. That was not me. Um, I did, you know, like do prayer journals when, when I was older. Um, but, but I did always have a, I guess I could say a drive to say things more clearly than what I was hearing them said. Mm. So if I had some clarity on something from the scripture or some clarity on some issue that was out there in the world, that I do have sort of this driving impulse to sit, try and say it clearly in a way that makes people go, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Or <laughs> yeah, that's, I agree with that. Like, I, I think I know what she's saying and I'm glad someone articulated it. I think that's a big part of my drive in writing um, is just to help people remember what they already know. Most people, most Christians, um, if, they're, if they're faithful, true Christians, sort of believe better than they can usually articulate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's really helpful for them to have things articulated better mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. To, to be able to put that um, together and so that's part of it is just uh, wanting to help with that and so yeah I have always kind of had that urge to write and I did write prior to writing for Desiring God I had a I still have um, just like my own personal blog I don't write on it very often mm-hmm. um, but I started that just kind of out of that gotcha. and this was way back in like 2008 just out of that urge to say things that were pressing on me that right. seemed important as it related to God's word, I guess. So awesome. 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 Yeah. yeah and I, that the part where you said where we believe m- deeper than we, I guess, uh, say or articulate it, um, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that resonated with me because when I found, uh, you know, sound biblical theology, um, it was like when they were, when I had a guy walk me through the Westminster confession, 
And when he was going through it, I was like, yeah, I believe all that. I just, you know, didn't know how to say it or articulate it, you know. And uh, and that that was one of the things that drew me to that out of the charismatic movement was uh, I could put terms and words with things that I knew and believed and felt. Um, and, and that was that yeah. was major for me. So that, that definitely resonated with me when you said that. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, this is John Rayner, host of The Pregame Proverb, a daily devotional each morning that goes through Solomon's writings. And right now, we're working through a verse-by-verse exposition of Ecclesiastes. If you'd like to sign up for these two-minute brief devotionals, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcasts from. The Pregame Proverb, a biblical way to start the day. Proud partners of The Bar, the Biblical and Reformed Podcast Network. All right, we're back in here with Miss Abigail. And this side of the show, this is the uh, part of the show where we ask the Bar Signature questions. These are the three questions I ask all of my guests. Uh, so the sir- first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Well, that is tough. I feel a little eclectic on this. Um, I listen. I do listen to a lot of hymns, uh, but it's, I don't know. This, this, I feel like I'm going to be all over the map. This, why is this so hard? My parents uh, met in a like 70s sort of folksy band Mm -hmm. that started in college for them. (laughs) And they were both, you know, really on fire for Jesus. And, you know, we're part of this folksy singing group, you know, lots of guitars and all that jazz. And so I really do love kind of folk music. So I I like Andrew Peterson a lot. Um, We've been listening to Dave Barnes lately. He isn't exactly a Christian He's not a Christian singer. I think he might be a believer, but his music isn't mm-hmm. particularly that way. But we listen to a lot of Sovereign Grace music, um, Fernando Ortega's hymns. I love, I listen to those a lot. Um, but really, I will listen to almost any kind of music. In, I mean, most genres I really enjoy from one end of the spectrum to the other. And my kids are real eclectic too, and they're listening so we have a wide variety happening at our house. Nice. I can dig it. I love mm-hmm. it. All right. Next signature yep. bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? This is good. I just finished um, a book called Humbled by David Mathis. Mm. Really short, but really good book. And it basically traces how God humbled certain kings through, like, the Chronicles and different parts of the Bible. And then also kind of talks about whether or not God is humble or can be humble, um, Hmm. which is really interesting to think about because if humility is sort of the confession that I am not God, then in that sense, God 
can't really be humble. Anyhow, I'll let you read the book now. I'm going on the whole book report. I really liked it. This is my problem. (laughs) Nice. Um, So Humboldt. Um, I'm in the middle of The God of the Garden by okay. Andrew Peterson also, which I really like. But one thing I just finished reading that's not a book that I just, I feel I want to take this opportunity to mention because yeah. it's one of my favorite articles ever. And it's called, But That's Just Your Interpretation. Mm. And it's by D.A. Carson. And if you are trying to figure out like, what to think about this deconstruction thing that's happening out there in the evangelical world, all the people that are deconstructing and whatnot, mm-hmm. read this article. It is so, so good. But that's just your interpretation by Don Carson. Really good. Nice, nice. I'm literally searching it right now. <laughs> oh, awesome. it is just, I, I could talk about that for an entire day with someone i just would love to it's so interesting and so helpful so yeah go look at it good deal yeah da i've been trying to get Mm -hmm. him on my show for for years can't get him on my show but i'm definitely gonna read his yeah (laughs) all right well read his article and then invite somebody to come talk about the article with you on the show that's what you should do there you go Mm -hmm. sounds good sounds good all right last signature bar question is which i'm actually interested in what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Yeah, this is good. Um, I knew you were going to ask this, so I thought about it a little bit. Because <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I listen to things that I wouldn't necessarily recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, All the time. Because I just, I like to have a broad array of things I'm listening to. So I thought I'd kind of give a, a more broad array. One thing I listen to pretty regularly is called the Femina podcast by Nancy Wilson. Okay. And it's just like meat and potatoes, Christianity 101 for women. Um, and I highly recommend that if you're listening and you're a woman who just wants someone who is not going to lead you down a road that's going to accidentally get you towards feminism. Um, and who's older. She's an older woman. She's a grandmother, a mother, um, and who's just really lived a godly life, I would say, listen to that. It's called Femina. Um, another one I listen to that I really enjoy is called Cooper and Carrie Have Words. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay, good. I like, I like recommending ones that people <laughs> haven't heard of. Um, but they are two British guys, but one of them lives in Florida and one of them lives over in the UK. Wait and a they're both. Is that uh, Cooper? Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt, but hold on. It's that a, is Cooper that works for Ligonier now. Um, yes. 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 Barry. Yeah, my guy Barry. Barry Cooper, yes. Barry. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I've interviewed him. Yeah, I, oh. I've never listened to his show though, so I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> it is fun. They're funny, and it's so that makes it really delightful because they're funny and they have good um, humor in the midst of really serious topic so nice definitely recommend cooper and carrie I'm and then the third one i'm gonna somebody mention recommended his show <laughs> yeah good you should do that <laughs> the third one i'll recommend which is not christian and so i recommend it not as something that is going to be like edifying right. for a christian but something that might really give you a broader sense of how other people are thinking about things 
Um, and that's the Jordan B. Peterson podcast. Have mm. you ever listened to him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I have. So he's a really interesting figure, but I think because I, I don't know that he's a Christian, but he's thinking a lot about Christianity. Right. Um, so there's some, I, I would not go into it thinking this guy's going to help me with my <laughs> Christian walk. Uh, you should have some guards up. But the thing I like about it is that he explores topics that sometimes we don't explore as well in the evangelical world. Right. And one of those areas is um, he talks about, like, why are young men failing um, culturally? And just, like, why are so many young men um, struggling in so many areas? You know, and he had one guy on that he interviewed about a book called The Boy Crisis. Mm-hmm. And that guy, again, is not a Christian at all. As a matter of fact, politically, I think he's very liberal. Mm-hmm. But he's sort of interesting because he's sort of an honest liberal. And so he hasn't gone as far left as the progressive ha- progressives have in the last 10 years. Right. And so he's really grappling with this issue of why are boys failing in school? Why are they so why have their suicide rates gone up so high? Why um, are there so many issues here? And they just really try and understand that issue from a, um, a data perspective. We have the perspective of scripture, which is tells us the real fundamental reasons of sin. Um, they're looking at it more from like, um, what are the numbers? And, and what are the new things in society that have been introduced that might be causing these failures? So it's just interesting. Cool. Um, and I think it's important. So, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I appreciate that mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So uh, as we get ready to end the show, I always like to uh, give my guests an opportunity to let everybody know where they can find you, Twitter handles, things like that, and um, uh, where to find the book, where you want them to go for that. And any words of encouragement that you want to close out with before we get out of here? Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I think my handle is something like at Abigail Dodds or something really difficult like that. So <laughs> um, you're welcome to find me there. Uh, other than that, um, I also host a podcast. It's newer. We've only done one season, but it's called Home Fires. And, uh, a friend and I do it, and it's basically just encouraging women um, to consider their home sort of a wartime outpost of life in Christ while mm. we wait for the better home. Um, and so it's just really encouragement and and interesting topics, um, often relating to the home and the importance of the home. So that's another place you can find me on Home Fires. And then I guess just the encouraging thing I would want to leave with the listeners is something along the lines of um, not to neglect just the very daily means of of grace um, in terms of Bible reading, prayer, gathering with the church. I'm assuming your listeners are all plugged into those things. Right. Um, but just to remember that you know, this, these online things that we do matter, but they, they will um, 
in one sense, they will only serve as some kind of a condemnation against us if our home life and our personal relationships and um, the really primary work he's given us is not really done um, from a, the heart of a true daughter and son of the Lord who's just wanting to glorify him, who's seeking to pass the faith down to the next generation, who's faithful in the little things. And so um, just an encouragement that it may seem like those little things, like making dinner for your family and smiling at your husband when he gets home and um, and just being a Christian person every day, it may seem like that isn't going to affect these big cultural problems that our world faces, but I think they're probably the most powerful thing and the most important thing that we can do. Um, just keep reading the word with your family, keep loving your kids and, and nurturing them in the Lord, keep being faithful to your marriage. Um, so that's my encouragement. Amen. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you for uh, coming on to the show. We're definitely uh, excited to have you and appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Um, and, and we really, really appreciate it to the bar listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the bar podcast, your favorite podcast. Make sure you go to the bar catch up on all the episodes. You can even hit that little search glass and type in your favorite theologian or uh, book writer. And hopefully they've been on the show. If they haven't, you should message them and say, Hey, you need to come on the bar podcast. Make sure you go to the bargear.com, pick up some bar gear, and also check out all the podcasts on the bar podcast network. You can go to the tab on barpodcast.com, go to the tab bar podcast network, and check out all the wonderful podcasts that are there. We're still adding, we're actually up to over 20 podcasts that are connected to the network. So go check them out and subscribe. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are.